by Sunday next week, my entire family must come to the knowledge of Christ. In the name of Jesus, can you demand it right now? Open your mouth and begin to demand it of God. Sometimes you need to learn who you are so that you can pray differently. Did I talk to somebody? Which one is you come to church and you are hearing somebody did not eat three days? I don't have food to feed my. What kind of rubbish talk is that? Inside the place where the real breadstick is. Does anybody understand me? I'm not married, but I'm not going to have any issue when I marry. And it's because of now. There will be no hardness in my marriage. I'm talking and the young ones are looking at me like I'm writing on the wall. Praise God. Whether you are in it, you are planning to enter, or it will come to you eventually, there will be no hardness. The Bible says for Christ's sake, in the book of Isaiah, it says, she that sit at home shall gather gold. If your matter is not different from that of the Gentiles, why are you a Christian? I'm sorry. I'm not blackmailed by going to heaven. Heaven is a gift. I'm practicing the life here now. Is there hardness in heaven? No. You're not answering me convincingly. No. Okay, even if you don't know, because sometimes all you hear about is hell, let me inform you officially. There is no hardness in heaven. So my life here must reflect where I'm going. Did I talk to somebody? I want somebody to be angry. Your tolerance is annoying. You're tolerating rubbish. It's very annoying. What you don't contend against will not change. Did I talk to somebody? Are you, are you satisfied with where you are? Amen. Amen. Say, Lord Jesus. From today, I decree, I declare, on the strength of my salvation, no more hardness in my marriage. They want to come, they want that exist. No more hardness. Whatever resembles hardness, go away from my house. In the name of Jesus. Am I hearing you?
in Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Now listen, we're not going to be praying normal things this evening, and I hope somebody understands. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If there is a rich man in your lineage, praise of God. What are you hiding for? I said if there is a rich man in your lineage, praise of God. If you are not sure, <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. I have three billionaires in my family. Let me raise my hand. Now, but listen to this. Listen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wealth was put in your family because you were coming. See, before you were born, God knew you. Are you hearing me? But when they came, they I, let me read it for you so that you don't think I'm reading and praying out of scripture. Are we together? Yes, sir. He said, an eagle planted a seed, and the roots of the plant was bent towards that eagle. Then another eagle came. And the root of that plant started prostrating with the other ego and turned its roots to the other ego. Are you understanding me? Yes, so because you had not come, those that came before you corrupted the tree of wealth in your house. And every tree responds to those who take care of it. Am I talking to someone? So when they corrupt, oh God, I don't want to teach, I want to pray. But I need you to understand what you are praying. You want to tell God to turn the roots back to him. So that the three will serve you. Nobody said amen. Let me tell you something. A woman I know, the husband decided to be a pain in her neck. I'm talking because <laughs> I told the sister yesterday, I said, the easiest people that become witches are women. They don't need to go to shrine to become a witch. Are we together? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So, he wasn't feeding, he wasn't paying the children's school fees, nothing. And he was a billionaire. So one day the woman went to evening fellowship. Anywhere they call the name of God is an altar. You know how scary fellowship. And she remembered the pain she was going through. She fell down on the floor and cried. And said, Lord, as this money is not benefiting me, take it away. The next week, bro, all the money invested, everybody held on to the money. Nobody was paying him. I know some people are getting sense. Are we together? Why? Because she argued against the root of that wealth. If it is not benefiting me and my children, let it be held on. You know that a woman will get angry with you. You will start suffering. She will follow you and be chopping the sand. Yes. <laughs> So one day when the pain was too much for her, she called me, she said, look at what is happening to your uncle. She explained, I kept quiet. I said, madam, she said, yes. Do you cry anywhere at an altar and say, Lord, take away? She said, no. You know, women sometimes, they do things they don't remember. I kept quiet. I said, I'm serious. Check it. Did you do anything like that? She said, it was just at the house. Yeah, <laughs> I love I said, you see the way you cry that day, the pain. Use the same pain and tell God to overturn it. It's not everything you give Satan powerful. There's nothing as powerful as the mind of a woman. Did you notice I didn't say mind of a man? <laughs> Praise God. She went back to that house here, fell down on the ground, cried unto God. That was on Sunday. On Tuesday, they called the man to come and collect 33 million. 
Do you have understanding? Yes, sir. When you pray today, listen, Satan is in trouble. Amen. But he's not in trouble just because you shouted. Something will happen. Stop functioning for that other individual. Amen. And it will start functioning for you. Amen. I'm not hearing a good day. Say, oh Lord. Every tree of wealth in my lineage, turn the roots back to you. Heal the corruption. I return the roots back to you so that the tree can begin to speak for me. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we are in Jesus' name, we have been. Let me show you something. Do you notice that Satan is fond of remembering all the evil your lineage did? Because God said, punishment to ten generations. Abi? Yes, sir. That's the basis, so there's no other basis. But I want to ask, what about the good deeds my ancestors did? Is he also not up to ten? Nobody's answering me. You have understanding. Somebody's book of remembrance will be open. Listen to me. There are things you are about to enjoy that you did not qualify for. But because nobody read the result of the faithfulness of some of your ancestors, somebody will understand what I'm about to say. Let me share this. Praise God. I know a man, they call him do good. All the money he made, he used it to raise men. There are professors he trained in school. But none of his children benefited from his goodness. And what he was doing, he wasn't born again. Listen, God is the God of all flesh. Yes. Does anybody have understanding? Yes. Some of you know your parents to be extraordinarily generous. There is a reward. And it must be paid. Yes. I'm not talking about you. You, probably your wickedness, God, punish Satan. But I'm talking about your ancestors. Did anybody understand me? Yes. Why should I suffer what they brought that is evil and I will not enjoy the good day? Yes, sir. He said it's on to the tenth generation. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Uh, uh, this is not the one where you are talking to me like they are talking in your bathroom. Is anybody understanding me? Yes, Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Up to ten generations. Every good deed of my ancestors, I demand a reward in my life and in the life of my children. In the name of Jesus. Somebody begins to cry unto God. It is a matter that your eye must see. Your eyes must see it. Ah. 
faithfulness and the goodness of our ancestors in the days of ignorance. And we demand that because there must be a reward, that me and my seed, me and my lineage, me and my generations, we come into the reward of their goodness. We come into the reward of their faithfulness in the name of Jesus. solution to a people that will celebrate you continuously but until you are seen you are not useful Ecclesiastes the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes 10 15 he said the labor of a poor man who is a poor man that word poor doesn't mean he doesn't have money because some of you think at least I have money no the labor of an ignorant man wearies everybody because he doesn't know how to go to town I'll tell you a story. Praise God. Hallelujah. I went to a house in Abuja, I found a seat, and I did like this on the aluminum door. The door did. I don't put a finger. Did it? I was amazed. Because the aluminum I know is. This one I I looked at the quality. Wasn't anything to write home about. I inquired. The man living there, my friend living there, said, the caretaker of this estate. Is the one that did the aluminium doors. What happened? You will be seen after this meeting. Yeah. One old bro came back from abroad, decided to build house in the village. This man was struggling with his aluminium business. When he finished building, he said he needs somebody who will do the aluminium. He doesn't want to go to the city. He wants somebody from the village. They recommended the man. You will be recommended. Yeah. You don't believe what I'm telling you. You will be recommended. That man came, did the work. When that man came and touched him, he said, I came back to the investment in real estate. Follow me. All the FRBSTs is the one that did the aluminum. As a reward, the man gave him a three bedroom flat in the middle of the estate and said, You are now my tenant. I said, You will be seen. Listen to me, the Bible said that Joseph tarried two years because he was promoting himself. But when he learned his lesson, God caused him to be remembered. But not by the man he helped, by Pharaoh. 
you will be remembered. Amen. There's somebody here, people will remember from the US very soon. Some of you used to pray and say, Lord, what happened to all the people that passed through me? It wasn't time. You were still promoting yourself. But this program came to announce you. Yeah. This night, somebody will wake up and say, I've not done anything for this person that you. Uh-uh. It doesn't come just by that. But it is time. Say it is time. I say to you, it is time to favor Zion. There is a king who will wake up restless this evening. Not tomorrow, this evening. And the process will begin. And then suddenly, somebody will be asked, do you have any child? That's how people will fly abroad. Hallelujah. There are people God already sent ahead of you. Because he knows that when you get there and there's nobody there with you, you will suffer. They will comfort you, help you, and set you up. And your children will start reaping the result of your goodness. Somebody say better amen. So we want to tell the Lord every shroud covering me. Every covering over my life that has prevented me from being seen by men of substance. This cloud could be spiritual, it could be physical. Whatever it is, Lord, tear it away from me. And God said, lose him and let him go. Today is the day you begin to shine. The book of Isaiah says, I rise, shine, for your light has come. Somebody's light has come this evening. Tell the Lord every shroud covering me from being celebrated, from being announced. It seems like it is a labor to labor every year. Lord, let the shroud be torn now. Demand it of the Lord. It is the day of intentional demand.
according to the tune I heard. Are you there? In 104, if you are using the book, page 51. In 104. If you are there, say amen. amen. If you are there outside, say amen. amen. Okay. One, two, go.
Father, I rest every heart with the knowledge of the word of God. Bring us into light so that darkness disappears and we become your manifest letter to humanity. Thank you, Lord. In that day, Jabez said to you, Bless me indeed. What he meant was, Bless me in such a way that you could be seen. Lord, after tonight, you will bless us indeed. You will cause your hand to be seen upon our lives. Your thoughts will be manifest. And everything that belongs to us will begin to enter our hands. Lord, I declare that the angels blow the horn of Jubilee. Blow the horn of Jubilee. Blow the horn of Jubilee. Let them that have been in bondage return. Because Pharaoh's time is over. Even if he didn't know it is over. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. God bless you all. Thank you for coming. Sit down. Hallelujah. Um, can you open your Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8? I'm going to try and see here. I'm begging God not to let me waka waka today. So that we can close early. <laughs> Amen. Deuteronomy 8.18 I'm going to avoid every other verse and stay on point. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant which he swear unto thy fathers. As it is this day. Everybody look at me. We're discussing or declaring the mystery of Christ in abundance. The mystery of Jesus in abundance. abundance. Hallelujah. But I want to show you something before we start going. Listen. God will bless you. I like that you are amen. Did that sound like I was guessing? So let me say it again. Your life will change. You will walk into wonders. You will become a living sign of the earth. But listen to this. God will do it because of one thing. Covenant. Because of what? The funny part of it is even when we quote the scripture, we jump that part. God will not do it because he likes your face. Because if you had been to do it because he likes your face, you will not be where you are now. Nobody is answering. Nobody can be finer than Christ. Are you hearing me? So if God was to do it because you are beautiful, you would have had it by now. If God was to do it because you are hardworking, you would have had it by now. Are we together? But he did not do it because you don't yet understand he does things because of what? Covenant. That's why the New Testament is called New Covenant. There is the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. And the mystery is that every covenant has righteousness. Can we go to Matthew chapter 6? Matthew 6, verse 33. Amen. Amen. Church, amen. Amen. And the, and the Bible, 
Praise God. And the Bible said, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. I began to have a different understanding recently, but that's not what we're going to do today. Amen. Amen. Now I want to show you an example of God and covenant by name. You remember what you call parable of the rich man and Lazarus? Do you remember? Yes, you know that that is not a parable. It was a real life event. Because in parables you don't give names. Except you want to tell us that if anybody's name is Lazarus, is a poor man. Abi? No. Jesus was telling a story. Now, before he died, there was no access to heaven. But there was a heaven already in the bosom of who? Did you have, do you have understanding now? In the bosom of Abraham. Now, even though Lazarus was poor on earth, he kept the righteousness. So he ended up in the bosom of Abraham. But, forgive me, that's why I say poverty is ignorance. The real Hebrew meaning of the word poor is bereft of wisdom. Nobody is poor except they have lack of what? Wisdom. And in James 1.13, God said, you ask of me, I will give you wisdom. Are we together? Yes. But Abraham had a covenant with God. So everybody who walked in that covenant went to his own heaven. Abraham's where? Do you have understanding now? Good. Praise God. So that was the old covenant. Israel is enjoying that covenant and the rewards of it today. Because there are things God said to Abraham further modified and arranged in Moses and they keep to the righteousness. Are we together? Praise God. I'm not here to do a dogma of debate. I'm trying to help you understand why we are the way we are. Are we together? Now, they kept to the covenant and God honored it because he said to the fathers, if your children, First Kings chapter 3, 14, if your children stay in the way, he was telling Solomon concerning David. David was an original covenant bearer. Are you understanding? So he said to him, if your children stay in the way, you will always have somebody to sit on the throne. But there is always a righteousness that when you break, you are separated. Now, why am I mentioning that? It is important for you to understand why God will bless you. Why, sorry, wrong English. Why God must. Must what? God must bless you because there is a covenant. And you are bearing the name of the bringer of the covenant. That is Jesus Christ. If you are a Christian, raise up your hand. Amen. We're going to do the other separation in a short while. Hallelujah. Now you will notice that everybody that originated the covenant had things they went through. Abraham had to separate from the parents. One day I was asking a question. I said, Lord, why the constant separation? I'm going to share something very personal this evening. Now, my life was a mess for many years. I took a prayer and I, I was on a fast for 90 days. Yes, I, I used to fast. Some of you are looking at me like sweet. And I was drinking only water and one banana every evening. Are you understanding? Now, I needed a change. But God gave me a set of instructions instead of a change. He said, call your mother. I said, why? 
He said, tell her two things that happened before you were born. I said, what is that? He mentioned it to me. He said, when she agrees that those things were done, tell her that from today, you are no longer her son. Do you understand? I called the woman. I asked her the two things. She agreed. I said, Mama, from today, I'm not your son. She said, what do you mean? I said, God, I've given myself over to God. She said, you were given over before you were born. Are we together? I said, so therefore, my second brother becomes your first son. She said, no problem. The way the woman used to say the no problem, man, me, I felt this one is not for fighting for me. You understand? She said, no problem. I said, okay, thank you. Short conversation, three minutes on the phone. But from that day, my life took a different turn. So when she reminded me, he told me something. He said, because she gave birth to you, her desire for you was a hindrance. There's somebody I'm talking to inside this house. Are you hearing me? Her desire for you was a hindrance. So you needed to separate from her so that you can walk in the things I called you to. Did I talk to somebody? So let me move. I'm talking about covenant of fathers. Do you understand? Because she gave birth to me, she had a right. But it was becoming a contention. God wanted me to go one way. She wanted me to go another way. Many are the plans in the heart of a man, but the counsel of the Lord, that alone shall... May you not suffer because God is contending with your parents. <laughs> Praise God. Whether it was Abraham, whether it was Moses, whether it was David, or the general superintendent, Aloysius, whose birthday was yesterday. Can we give God a round of applause for that? That man asked a question in today's message that I just understood immediately. There are things you will enjoy because of what he suffered. Somebody was telling me, one of our pastors, how, I don't know whether it was the first or second wife died, and he had to continue ministry. I'm not even married, but I know the pain. Are you understanding me? Now, the things he went through is the reason you must enjoy some things he declared. He knows what God said to him. Meditating on the things he said God said to him is why you must come into it. Do you understand that? Covenant of fathers. That is why if you insult your fathers, you separate yourself from the blessing of the fathers. Praise God. Now, when he was preaching the message, I will bless those who bless you. There were some things he said. And I took note because most of us are guilty of it. Are you understanding me now? You can come to church and preach God of Aloysius, but you are disrespecting the head over you that represents him. So the problem is not that God doesn't want to. The problem is you are yet to understand that the reason why he must raise you up. Amen. Amen. Somebody here, a young person, after today's program, a kind of intelligence will come upon you that will make white people look for you. I am taking time to point out something. God will bless you because of your fathers. He said something to them that must be real. It must not fail. He said to Jesus, you will see the travail of your soul. Everything you desire for the people that receive you, your eye will see it. He cannot make that promise if he's not able to make it happen. 
Are we together? But if you refuse to follow the righteousness, like in 1 Kings 3, 14, he said to Solomon, if you keep the ways of your father with me, your reign will be long. Because I told David that somebody will always sit on the throne. Can you imagine making a promise to somebody and you don't even know what the children will do? But I want to ask, did somebody not sit on the throne forever in the name of David? That's how God is. He will fulfill what he has said. Are you understanding me? Some men here are kings. After this evening, they will enter their throne. Did Jesus travel? Let's jump. Let's come to Christ, who is the father of our, our ancestors. Say our ancestors. Now, but I'm going to say this at this point, and I'll keep saying it throughout this message. If you have not received Christ, you are you have lost. You see, most times when people preach the message of salvation, they make it all about going to heaven. No. There is joy in living in Christ here on earth first. Are we together? If you read Mark 10, 29, he said hundredfold here. Hundredfold where? I want to see the hundredfold life. Talk to your neighbor, say, I want to see. The hundredfold life. And you will see it today. In Jesus' name. So as, as long as he fulfilled his role in Isaiah 53, verse 5, he will see the fruit of his travail. And all of us are the fruit. Stop. And all of us are the fruits of that travail. Are you understanding me? And God will see you blessed. I don't like your amen. amen. Praise God. Then I went forth and I said, but wait, wait, wait. Where is this abundance? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Don't go there. This abundance of God. Let us begin to understand how the kingdom of God works. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Many people quote it when they are praying. And uh, the general notion is we pull it down. Amen. But I want to show you something. 1-3 of Ephesians. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all with what? All spiritual blessings. Say all. All. Nothing left. All. But he put it in the spirit. Yes. But the trouble is most times we don't know how to get it down. You pray, you shout, you scream, nothing happens. Am I correct? I'm sorry, I want to be a realist. I don't want to just do the I, 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 and finish and go. Knowledge is what brings liberation. Are we together? So he put it there. Amen to that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you understanding me? So he put it in the spirit. Now, how do you access the spirit? Somebody is waiting for me to talk about prayer, fasting, speaking in tongues. No. Did anybody hear me? No, I didn't say they are not good. They are wonderful. They cause your ears and eyes to open. So it's beautiful. Are we together? But the things that make your life easy are hidden in scripture in plain sight. The unwillingness to go for it is a problem. Now, but before I go further, let me explain something. What is a blessing? The money in your pocket is not a blessing. The clothes you are wearing is not a blessing. It's a means to an end. That is why if you are wearing clothes and you are finding it difficult to give out, you have a problem. 
Because you are counting what is useless as a blessing. So what is a blessing? A blessing is continuous divine approval. Can you buy a blessing? Yes. Don't your neighbor say yes. yes. You have never read Matthew 5 from verse 3. The Bible says, blessed are the meek for they shall, verse 5, blessed are the meek for they shall. Why are you afraid to say it? Blessed are the meek for they shall. Blessed are they that are poor in the spirit for they don't know. Okay, let's go to Matthew. <laughs> Praise God. I want to show you something. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom if you want to enter into the spirit realm, you must agree to be poor in spirit. Do you notice that in church, a lot of people are arrogant about their spirituality? Turn to me. Look up. Am I lying? They try to impose on you their spiritual grace. But you cannot open the key of the spirit if you are not poor in the spirit. When he was saying it, he was very sure. These are keys that bring you into a blessing. For example, I was telling a friend of mine, I said, listen to me. You're always complaining to me how people belittled you, insulted you, this, that. And the complaint is with bitterness. Are you getting me? I said, will it surprise you to know that that is God bringing you into a blessing? And she said to me, how can God use this pain to bring me into a blessing? I went here. I said, blessed are they, are you, when you are persecuted, Abby, for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Then he went on to say, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you. Revile you means insult you. Revile you means disgrace you. And persecute you. And shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. But in order to activate the blessing, there's something you must do. Amen. How many of you have ever risen your hand and say, Father, thank you for all those who are insulting <laughs> It sounds odd, but the Bible says rejoice and be exceedingly glad. He said, put music and dance. That people insulted you. You should put music and do what? <sighs> Sorry, I don't speak Yoruba way. But do where where? That people insulted you. That is Christianity. That is the militant part of what? Christianity. It's not this good feeling. This is how to be a Christian. This is how to enjoy God. Therefore, what is a blessing? A blessing is divine approval to continuously succeed. A lot of people have a problem with forgive your neighbor who hurts you. Am I talking to you? They have a problem with forgive your neighbor who hurts you. Because they jump the scripture in 6, 14, 15 of Matthew that says, if you refuse to forgive your neighbor, you too will not be forgiven. I have to go back to God and ask him, I say, why would you say that? Praise God. I mean, Jesus died for all sin. Abi? Okay, this part you are not liking. But I'm coming to something. I said, why would you say that? He said, forgiveness, are you hearing me? Is to an undeserved person, right? Anybody who hurts you does not deserve forgiveness. I understand that. But at the same time, the reason the Bible says so that you too will be forgiven is when contention comes against you for what you are asking God for, in the book of Daniel, the Bible says thrones are set in judgment. When your matter, what you are demanding from God, comes up before heaven, and people come to say they don't deserve it, God will remember that you forgave those who hurt you. 
Did I say something to you? Yes, so even forgiving your brother buys blessing for you. You struggle with the concept because you don't know what you are denying yourself. Listen to me. That prayer you are praying, Father, change the life of my husband, and you are holding somebody. That's the reason you are praying for months. Take a look at the ministers around you. There is a minister I love, I don't want to mention because most of them are here. Are you hearing me? There is a nature he carries that thrills me. If you offend him, he will do fun. And the next minute, he has forgotten. Not only will he forget, he will relate with you as if nothing happened. You know that at the time I was scared of him. You know now. Quiet people are terrified. Praise God. You are comfortable around those who talk because you know what's on your mind. But when somebody smiles and comes back to the same person that hurt them, I used to tell myself there is trouble here. Praise God. But then I began to observe something. Anything he sets his heart to go for, it works. Praise God. It does what? It works. Even the one you think will swallow him, he will come out of it gentle. I said, no, I want this life. Do you have understanding? The Jesus said, the proof is around you. Forget me, forget my preaching. The proof of what I'm saying is around you. Because whenever they come to contend that this man is asking for what he does not deserve by his life, they will say he used to forgive, therefore he is qualified. That's why in King James, the Bible says, forgive us as we forgive our debtors. Praise the Lord. No, I'm not trying to point out your pitfall. I'm trying to tell you that because you don't have basic understanding of the things God has said, you are having problem and you are falling into rubbish. But today it will end. Yeah. I don't like your amen. Before I go into the next part, I want to also tell you this. You hear when they say, I was telling um, a friend of mine, I said, he said, I need this. I said, give me a hand. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you because he has this. He said, amen. I say, amen. That's all. He said, is that all? I said, <laughs> praise God. I said, listen, the Bible says that when Jesus, that God gave us everything freely, why would I come to ask him for what he has given me already? I'm thanking him because he's already... Praise God. Hallelujah. Why am I mentioning that? You, most times, don't understand the meaning of decree and confession. Job chapter 22, I forget the earlier verse. He said, acquaint yourself with the Lord. If you are born again, you have acquainted yourself with the Lord. Are you here? He said, later verse, he said, then you will utter a thing. You will decree, utter, decree a thing. And it shall come to... Do you see the things that belong to you from God that you are not even aware of? Amen. I was talking to a young woman and I said, she was talking and she said, I don't even know what I did. I don't know the, I say you're stupid. Okay, forgive me church, praise God. But that's actually what I said. Are you hearing me? I said, why is it that when things don't go the way you want, instead of asking for wisdom, you're asking for where you failed. Is it that you don't understand that when God says you can't fail, it's not about you, it's about him. She had a dream. 
and the dream was busy troubling her. I laughed because immediately she started sharing the dream. God told me what was going on. So the first question I asked her is, when was the last time you listened to GS? You know you like listening to messages. She said, yes. I said, when was the last time you listened? She said, sir, like last two weeks. And I said, you didn't listen fully. You stopped around 20 minutes. She said, yes. I said, the spirit dominating the area where you are is giving you dreams like a seed. As you are agreeing to it, it will become evident in your life because you are far away from the source of your supply. She was already getting into the mood to order a seven-day fast. I said, ignorance is a disease. Praise God. Do you have understanding? Now, why did I mention that before going on? I want to tell you what God's abundance looks like. What is God's abundance? God's abundance is not money. Money is a tool God uses to test men. And can I tell you, especially in the Watchman Church, they fail a lot. Do you know that if you put value on money, it's idolatry? Praise God. Somebody will be wondering. Let me tell you a secret. If you are still struggling with tithe, something is wrong with your Christianity. Tithe doesn't help God. I want to talk to somebody this evening. Are you hearing me? Tithe is what you give God to tell him that money is not your idol. Have you ever read that the Bible says greed is like idolatry? It is greed for you to prevent God from God what belongs to him in the name of whatever. That is why greed is like what? Did I explain to somebody? But we're not talking about greed here. We're talking about God's abundance. What does it look like? Let me show you. Praise God. First of all, there is mental abundance. You cannot be born again and you are telling story of I am failing my exams. That's even, that is not mental abundance. That is just like baseline. Say baseline. Anybody who comes under me for tutelage, the first thing I tell them is attempt everything. And don't believe you will ever fail. What kills you? Some people are looking at me and wondering, what kills you is that you already tell yourself, this thing is hard. And by that very moment, you lied against the word of God. What does the word of God say? I can do through any gospel of abundance that doesn't bring you back to Christ is a fallacy. It will fail. Praise God. One of my brothers was cousins, whatever, was going for an exam. I called him, I said, I don't care what you read. You need God. He said, yes. I said, so when you get there, God is helping you. Don't get cocky. Don't get what? Don't get proud. He came back. I think he shared the testimony in this church. He came back and said, when he entered and he said, Lord, you're the only one I rely on. He started writing. Everything was coming to him. He was, ha, you know, you get sweet. And people were asking him. He was answering. I said, yeah, you cook. <laughs> Praise God. Then along the line, he told him, he said, oh, boy, now me Trouble started. He said he went blank for 20 minutes. I'm not telling you what is not real. That you are not aware of it does not change the fact that that is how God planned for you. Let me tell you something at this point. God is participating, not because he cannot do everything, but because he gave birth to you and you must bear his nature. If you are a businessman and your child is not a successful businessman, you are failed. Nobody is answering me. 
That is why the men of the earth send their children to serve another man. Because they understand that apprenticeship is the easiest way to transfer skills for wealth. It's now that Harvard, Harvard of US is discovering what I just said. Praise God. Amen. If you are able, God bless you. Amen. But does anybody understand what I'm saying? So mental excellence is a product from God. In Daniel chapter 5, verse 12 to 14, the Bible said of Daniel that the man had the spirit of excellence. The spirit of excellence is God manifesting in his mind. Before there was a need for the crafting of gold on the temple, God put wisdom, the Bible says, in the mind of Bezalel and Aholia. If you are born again, there is a spirit of excellent wisdom inside you. My cousin made a confession one day. We supposedly got born again the same day, but you know, my, we were in different parts of the state at that time, and then we went to do all these classes they do for new believers and what have you, and we were growing. He drifted, I continued, amen. But he said something to me one day. He said, is there a question you are asked you cannot answer? I said, I don't believe so. Praise God. Then I went on to explain to him, the reason I can answer is because if you ask me a question, I used to say, Holy Spirit. You have the answer. Yeah, let's hear it. Because most times people don't know that when I'm answering you, I'm learning. Praise God. Do you have understanding? Mental excellence. Why is that necessary? Listen to me. Everything God wants to do with you is to make you a solution provider on earth. If you are not solving problems, you are useless to the kingdom. Solving problems is why people come to Christ. Imagine that in your area, if anybody says, I have this issue, and you say, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you because it's settled. And it's settled. When they come to know where you are fellowship. But you, you like being, you know, a port that has a particular location. Are you ready? Church, are you ready? Then there is power. Say power. Power. Yes. God's plan for abundance includes power. Not power to fight, you know, like David and the Bible say when you do his son like this, I tell people that. No. Not that kind of power. Listen carefully. Let me explain. In the book of John, the apostles, two of them said, Lord, when they came to Samaria and they were to proceed, I think it's either 12 or 14, they were to proceed because Samaria refused to allowed Jesus rest on his journey to Jerusalem because they heard he was going where? To Jerusalem. Two of the apostles said, Lord, let's call down thunder and lightning to blow these people up. He said, you know not the type of spirit you have. Do you have understanding? When you hear power, it is not power to slap somebody and send them to hospital. I have it. That's why I don't fight. But it didn't come from God. It came from lineage. <laughs> Praise God. But let me tell you what kind of power we're talking about. Power to solve any problem. Any. Say any. Any. It's already inside you. It's not going to come. It is inside you. But your ignorance of it is the reason you are not walking in it. Praise the Lord. I have a singular belief before I came to Kaduna. Everything has a solution. And God can make it available. Do you understand? And um, I also believe that every man's heart has a key. If you find it, you and the person will flow. Abi, yes, 
Praise God. Then, another part of the abundance of God is ability. Say ability. ability. Have you noticed that there are some people that when they pick a radio, they will piss it and join it back again? Hello? They have mechanical ability. Just like Aholi Abam Bezali, but bringing it back into this time. There was a young man that confessed that from the age of three, he knew how to pick any lock in the world. Anything you lock, he will open it. That's not a good one. Praise God. He's preaching the gospel now. And if he travels to preach and he go to a friend's house and the friend is not there, he will open the door and say, see, the money will lock the door. But it's not a good one. Some of you have abilities and you think it is a joke. The gift of a man make it way. The gift that will cause the world to look for you, it will wake up today. Yeah. I don't like your amen. Yeah. I like to reiterate at this point, money is not a blessing. Presence of money does not mean that divine blessing is upon you. Do you know why? Praise God. Hallelujah. Mammon can give money. Mama can give money. Amen. Now I want to show you something. Praise the Lord. Now I told you that God's abundance is in the spiritual, right? Everything you will ever need, the day you were born, it was put in the spiritual. But I want to help you understand God's financial system. Let's go to Mark. Or let's use Matthew, sorry. Matthew 19. Let's use Matthew. I think I like that one better. Matthew 19. Let's look at God's financial system. Amen. And everyone, verse 29, Matthew 19, verse 29. Praise God. Now listen. You're all there, right? We want to see God's financial system and how it works. Ignorance of a thing means you will never enjoy that thing. Are we together? Now let's read. And everyone that had forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive an hundredfold and shall he inherit everlasting life. I want to ask you, some people said when you get born again, you are separated from your brethren who are not born again. So I want to ask you, since you got born again, did you turn your back on your mother? You, even you know it's the same. Abby, did you turn your back on your father? Please, my questions are not for those who are not born again. Be making up your mind, you will give your life to Christ today so that you can begin to enjoy the things we're talking about. Are we together? But God was showing you how you make deposit in his kingdom. The word forsaken there means prioritize. Make first. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye prioritize. Now, I don't want to spend time explaining, so I'll just tell you one story. A young lady in this church, I know how much they were paying her as a pastor. Are you hearing me? But I noticed that for five, six months consistently, if we're raising money in church, she will pledge 3,000, 5,000, 7,000. When they pay her, she'll bring the money straight and go home. 
knowing how much she was paid and knowing that she used to transport herself to work, I called her one day and said, how are you managing? Amen. Amen. And she said something. She said, I don't know. I said, explain to me. She said, I just noticed that I'll just be closing on Sunday and going home. A brother will call me and squeeze 2,000, 3,000 into my hand. Squeeze 5,000, 1,000, 2,000, like that. And at the end of the month, she has money remaining to spend before they pay her. Am I talking to you? Somebody is finding themselves in the picture I'm sharing right now. Are you hearing me? Then one day, the mother told her, now, the food you have been eating in the house, she has been buying it. You didn't know how she was buying it. You started quarreling that she's, because you came to church and saw her pledge. May Satan not use your parents against you. Amen. You saw her pledge and pay. You followed her home. You didn't know how you were eating it. You followed her home and shouted at her that, uh, how can you be pledging money in church and we have need? But you have brothers and sisters who are not doing anything. Somebody should learn wisdom and stop letting anybody fool them. Are you hearing me? Immediately, the girl stopped. I observed it three, four months. Uh, by the fourth month, she came to me and said, Sir, I don't have transfer money this week. I said, I know you will not have. She said, Sir, what do you mean? I said, You allow somebody to curse you and you separated yourself from the supply of God. You will never have. And I told her, I said, I have only 200. Put her in the bucket, removed it, and gave her. Seven, eight months, because I observed. Are you getting me? The same thing was repeated. So I don't have food in the house. I said, don't tell me. It's not my business. Praise God. One day I called and said, what happened to you? This is what you were doing. This is what now happened. What happened to you? And I told her something. I said, you are not even valuable. I'm talking to some people here. You are not valuable. Why is it that every time I see you, it's only 100 and 200 I have with you? Oh, you don't have understanding what I'm saying. Some pastors are beginning to understand what I'm saying as I'm talking. There are people that come to you unconscious. You don't have money. It's like somebody collecting before they show up. But there is usually one, one somebody you consider nonsense. And they are actually workers in church. It's not about working in church. It's about, does God trust you with money? Amen. Amen. And I said to her, since you decided to be responsible for yourself, God is no longer responsible for you. I said, you let your mother blackmail you. Now you're paying. I hope you're doing well. I said, I think I have a tuba of yam. I'll bring it tomorrow and give you. I said, you don't understand. You are so poor in the spirit that... When I see you, I don't have good money to give you, no matter what you are saying. But there are people that when they, amen. amen. There are people that when they come to you, not only do you have money, you feel ease bringing it out. What do you think is going on? Amen. amen. The more reliable God can trust you, the more money passes through you. I told her, go and amend your ways, but you know, Sometimes when people drink old wine, they find it difficult to drink the new one. You have understanding. Why am I mentioning it? I'm coming to how the kingdom works, how the financial system of God works. God said here in verse 29 of Matthew 19, 
until you learn, until you learn to value his work more than your parents. I think I should use that example to get your sense. Who brought her out of it, the mother? No Satan did anything. Thank you, prayer warriors. No Satan did anything. She broke a simple law. If you are born again, this is the system of the government. Did anybody hear me? Yes, this is the system of the government. You exclude yourself from it because you have response. God help you. We are only you. I'm not cursing anybody. Praise God. But I'm telling you that ignorance of God's system is the reason you are suffering. There's all that grammar and prayer is history and geography. Learn the system. I don't want to. There, there, is, there is, of course, you know I'm in the cycle of pastors, but there is a brother. Are you understanding me? If I call him, he runs. Some others, when I call them, they are thinking. In my mind, I used to smile and laugh. Because when you call God, he too will be thinking. It's not a cause. It's the way of the kingdom. Uh, Pastor Yemadu Bunisi Kanko. Here we are. Only you. See, the Bible says that to follow God, you must have faith. Faith means believing in what exists even when there is no evidence. Do you know how many times I come to church and I told my church, one day we were, I was preaching and I was explaining. I said several times I will bring out the last, say last, not last card or war too. You know, when you're playing war with somebody and the person says last card, you used to say it with arrogance, like, I've arrived. No. Last of everything. Why? Because I understand that my tomorrow, my sustenance is not in my pocket. It is in whose hand? Have you ever understood something? When the Bible says in the book of Philippians that God shall supply all your needs according to not your riches. You don't have any. According to his, that's what differentiates those who are born again and those who are not born again. Do you know that if you are in church and you have not given your life to Christ, you are not different from the Gentile. You are not different from those people that when prayer people are praying, they say, oh Lord, all the wicked deal with them. You are not different. If God has to answer that prayer, he will kill you in church too. Because sometimes I think, they tell you give your life to Christ, you think it is a general requirement. There is no other life except in Christ. Praise God. Be, praise God. Hallelujah. Now I want to talk to men. Praise the Lord, man. If you're a man in this church, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What an insult. If you're a woman in this church, praise the Lord. Man, can we try again? Some of you don't even like opening your mouth. Let's try again. If you're a man in this church, praise the Lord. Now, I want to say something to you because most of you served in the business place. So there are things you will understand very fast. Have you ever noticed, amen, amen. that gentile businessmen must keep souls flowing in their business? They must keep souls doing what? Flowing. Somebody spectacular must always come. Amen. amen. Okay. Women, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Do you know why businessmen will always look for somebody who is except, excellently good to bring it as one for yourself? You don't have understanding. Praise God. Hallelujah. I was talking to my late mom and I said, Mommy, listen. Uh, 
We are in, um, is it rocket age? Or we are past jet age. We are information age. Abi, as the things are not done the old way, you know. You see, Nigerian movies is one of the greatest ignorance in the world. You think all wicked men go to a shrine. <laughs> Praise God. In 1996, I knew that shrines are inside the man who calls himself the priest, not the idol. And I also knew that a natural man who is not even born again can command the shrine. Before I was born again, I was born again in 1999. So those ignorance don't play a role in my brain. Amen. So I told my, my mother in the Lord, my late pastor's wife, I said, listen to me, information age has come. And you people are still praying that age prayer. She said, what do I mean? I said, listen, we can't men go to church because they don't go to shrine. They have understanding higher than shrine. They don't go to any shrine. Shrine has no power. The power is in the mind of the man that says he's minding the shrine. Are we together? Yes, sir. She said, what do I mean? I said, listen to me. This is what businessmen are doing today. They bring in stars. Okay, fine. Let me ask my, my problem is that most of them are not inside there. The Igbo men. Igbo men, praise God. Hallelujah. Hey, Sophie, praise God. So maybe you understand me. You serve somebody, right? Did you serve somebody? Stand up. Let's discuss. Now I want you to observe. Are you hearing me? When they came to collect you, when your guy came to collect you, Abi, your parents handed you over, Abi. Eh? When they were going, they met your mother and said, Mommy, do you remember? You didn't pay attention. Who understand what I just said? You understand? They, they, okay, your senior brother. They gave him something and said, just, you know. At that moment, the transaction was completed. Your soul was sold. Praise God. That is why when you come out from there and you are praying, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, if he kill your master, he has to kill you because your soul belongs to him. And I want to show you something. Praise God. Do you have understanding now? Let me show you. When Israel was in Egypt, were they handed over to Pharaoh? Talk to me now. I want to show you how God mind work. Were they handed over to Pharaoh? Yes, sir. When he came for them, did he bring them out by force? No, you know understand what I'm saying? That's why all that your chanting prayer doesn't have any effect. She said, I said, mommy, wait, let me show you in the Bible. Open to Revelation chapter 18, verse 13. Ignorance is a disease. So that you stop nonsense and catch wisdom. Are we together? Revelation 18, can we go there together? Don't worry, I'll soon round up so that we can pray. Revelation 18, 13. From verse 12, they were telling us the merchandise of the traders of Babylon. Are you hearing me? That is the merchandise of Mammon. Now, in that verse 13, the last line, you say one of the merchandise is slaves, right? Did you see? And after that, you say, and souls of men. There is no business that is flourishing that does not have the soul of a man attached. Praise God. Are you hearing me? But let me tell you why. I don't want to go there. The point I'm making is why you must be born again. Are you hearing me? In John 15, the Bible says, understand your life when you give your life to Christ as a branch on top of a vine. Amen. And Jesus said, I am your life. Praise God. 
What it means is that your sustenance is not even your soul, it is the soul of God. That's why the Bible says in Philippians, I keep forgetting verse and chapter, chapter and verse rather. He said, my God shall supply all from his soul according to his riches. Are you understanding me now? So my question that brought me to all this explanation is, how do you access? Because when I showed you Matthew 19, 29, I was telling you how to make deposits. That is why if you fight your deposit, when it is time for harvest, you won't have anything. When you don't prioritize the kingdom, like God is asking for this, and you have a problem with what God is asking for, because you think uh, next month I will pay my children's school fees. Are you sure you'll be alive today? I'm telling you how you people think in church. Am I lying? Why is everybody acting innocent? Am I lying? When you do that, you are telling God that his program is not your priority. And then you come into hard time because there was no seed, no deposit. When you come for, I'm going to show you how to collect. When you come for collection, there is nothing to collect. Now listen carefully. The Bible says of God that he said, when you bring your seed, he multiplies it a hundredfold so that when you are coming for your harvest, you receive what? You receive what? Was that scripture written in the Old Testament for the proponents of it is not done under grace? You can't change the financial system of God because you think it is for Old Testament. Do I have understanding? Now, when it comes to receiving, there is a reason why I can tell you, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this thing, and then I will relax. Those are not the things that should occupy my time. If you go to Matthew chapter 5, the 6, he said, don't worry about what to eat. Do you now understand? If I deposit in God's financial system, I will never worry about what to eat. He said, don't worry about what to drink. Don't worry about what to wear. Don't worry about where to live. The reason you have a problem with your rent is because you didn't make deposit when it was time. Excuse me. Psalm 62 says that all power belongs to God. I've heard it twice. Then Jesus said he has given me all the power. Satan doesn't have any power. Most of the trouble you brought upon yourself. When it was time to deposit, you prioritize your family over God. You pray easily when your deposit is there. Are we together? Do you now understand me? Now, how do you remove it? If God said, do not worry, and you need food to eat and you don't have, what do you do? Say, Lord, I thank you for rice. You know, sometimes we people don't know how to pray clearly. Lord, bless me is not a prayer. Can I correct an impression this evening? Lord, bless me is what? It's not prayer. It is ignorance. Amen. Amen. For example, I've told God that he must give my pastor, I don't want to call his name, he must give him a Mercedes Benz wagon. Not the, I mean G. I've told G wagon, I've told him the color, I've told him, and the day I see it, I'll know it has arrived. Praise God. Somebody's asking, why am I not asking God? I've already done that. My car is coming. 
Don't be a witch in church. Say that. Praise God. So how do you call forth your deposit in God's bank? Mark 11. Let's go to Mark 11. I'm rounding up now. Mark 11. Are we together? Mark 11. I'm reading from verse 22. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. It is faith in God that allows you to make the deposit I was describing. It is faith in God that allows you to prioritize God before any other thing. It is faith in God that makes it easy for God to trust you with money. He said, have faith in God. You cannot please God if you are not exercising your faith. That's what the scripture said. He said again, have faith in God. He didn't say have faith in the church. Because some of you have issues with who you think your money is going to. <laughs> Praise God. He said, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. Please, don't tell a mountain to be removed and not tell you where to go. So that it doesn't hang on the air and somebody is praying wrong with it till now. <laughs> no, pause. And answer, look at me carefully. Many of you are praying, get out in Jesus' name. Did you send it anywhere? No wonder people come back and meet you for further deliverance. When you sent it out, the Bible said it, I'm not the one that said it. You say it went out. You didn't send it anywhere. It went out and it came back. Now you'll be doing deliverance week after week. Praise God. Stop sending mountains nowhere. Give them where to go. He said, I'm going to enter where? It sounds like we are joking, but it is a problem. Amen. And be thou cast into the sea. Now, what are the requirements? Number one, never doubt in your heart. Never doubt in your heart. I was praying about something, and I found out that my heart was agitated. And the Bible says in John 14, verse 1, never let your heart be what? Agitated. I said, Lord, no. When I was saying no, the agitation was increasing. And I know that until my heart aligns with what my mouth is saying and not ask. Are we together? So, suddenly I stopped with understanding. I see you influence of doubts and unbelief. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Depart from me now into hell. I had peace. And I said, Lord, in fact, since they were disturbing me, I want ten times what I was asking. Say ten times. Praise God. He said, do not doubt in your heart. But believe that those things which you say shall come to pass. Then you will have whatever it says. Now, look up. You have to understand, first of all, before I dig into this, that the God who said this knows that whatever you say he can do. I'll tell you a story. A young lady gave a testimony, I think, when I go further, you understand who I'm talking about. In combined service, when she came out, I called her. I said, excuse me. This, your testimony is outstanding. Give me details. She started telling me that when she came to JS2, she sat down and saw two things. One, the sister at home. 
not going to school. The difficulty in getting admission when you finish secondary school. There is so a trend in the, I mean, the depth of perception was scary. She saw a trend in the school where when you write work, you will miss one critical subject, you fail one. She can have people like her who want to change things and decided, Lord, we will not accept it. You are living inside what you tolerate. Hello? You know, Satan is like that vampire that when he bites you, you blow. But he has beaten you. Amen? When that bite starts first, get angry. Don't settle for anything. Does anybody understand me? The church on earth is a militant church. You must be on your toes fighting all the time. But not shouting at any demon, fighting the fight of faith. Praise the Lord. So she said they gathered and started praying. The part that got to me is not that they were praying, is that they were praying three specific things. I will write my work, I will not fail anyone. Do you see how simple that is? You make things complicated a lot. She said, I will not spend one year at home before I go to university. Then number three, I will not school in Nigeria. See, that day, that was the only thing I could talk about. After combined service, anybody else said, listen to me, you don't know how to pray. I just made a girl that knows how to pray. Just two. Did all the three happen? Yes. What have you said that is waiting for you tomorrow? Let me show you something. The Bible in this 11, um, Mark 11, 23, did not say, Whosoever prays, you say whosoever says. What is the difference? Prayer is for your definition. To say is to utter a thing and agree with it in your heart. Ephesians 3:20, the Bible says, now to him. Yes, you agree, but not you will do it. God will do it. Now to him who is able to do whatever you ask or imagine. Meaning, when you talk, let it rhyme with your imagination. And don't be afraid. You are not saying that pastor in your church will do it for you. What does he even have? Amen. Amen. Somebody said, don't you know somebody can be a blessing to you? I said, listen to me. The thing I'm asking God for, one human being can do it. Is either a conglomerate or a country. One. Your eye need to wipe. The only place you should never be contented is inside God. When that young lady was praying that prayer, did she have any money? Did she know anything? Did she care about the situation of things? But did God not do it for her? Somebody will buy wisdom here. Yeah. And before they are 20 years, they are multi-millionaires. Yeah. The people I'm talking to, they not even say the end of my Listen to me. What I just said, I've not forgotten it since that day she told me today. Because you must say and stick to it. Why be saying? Let me show you something. In the in the realm of the spirit, I'm not talking about dream. I had a dream. I was in the other realm. That's not the realm. You had a dream. Can I talk to somebody? You are not in the realm. You don't even know what the realm is. Praise God. But in the spirit realm, let me tell you a secret. Anything you say is a contract. Do you understand contract? 
but contracts will be attacked. You are establishing a contract that you will come and walk into. Let me give you an example. I came here one day and I was free. And God said to me, from today, say from today. Okay. Somebody will say this and his life will change. He said, from today, you will never see disgrace. You will never see reproach. You will never see humiliation of any kind. I just jumped up. I knelt down. I was praying. I jumped up. I said, oh, Lord, thank you. Do you know what God is planning for you? The Bible says, ear has not heard, eye has not seen. The heart of man has not conceived it. When you say those things, stop shaking. John 14, verse 1, the Bible says, don't let your heart be troubled. Do you know that the reason many of you don't see the harvest for your seed is because you didn't tell God what the harvest should be? Praise God. I know somebody will change after today. Are you understanding me? Amen. So one, you say, establish a contract to go and wait for you. That is why if you come to church and they are praying, don't be a dummy. Pray. Establish a contract that will go and wait for you. Let me give you an example. One of the days we were praying, I said, tell God, my children will never be stranded. I have gone to a total of 16 states in Nigeria and stayed, but in passing, more than 29 states. But listen to this. I've never gone anywhere and was stranded, even where I don't know anybody. Do you know why? That's what my mother used to tell me. On what basis? There was a time in my house. <laughs> you could sleep on your bed today. Tomorrow you are not sleeping there because somebody else will take the bed, a stranger. Are you understanding me? In fact, when we all left home, for more than nine years, my mother had five different people living with her. That was when we changed her name from mama to mother, no, to madam. Are you getting me? We said, if everybody around you is calling you mama, we you gave birth to must call you something different. So for us, even in my phone, is madam Mocha. Madam, she's fair in complexion. Are you getting me? So she will always tell us, she said, as far as I didn't turn anybody away, anywhere you go, somebody will succor you. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? Never failed. When I was going for service, listen, today, General Superintendent was telling you that there is a behavior that become monuments that speak for you. <laughs> In the kingdom, those things have, they have power. When I was going for service, my friends, colleagues, everybody was mocking me. Because the only thing I knew how to do was boil water. I was very good at that. You see, I grew up in a Hamatan area, so you must know how to boil water. It's, it's, there's an expertise to it. But that was the only thing I knew how to do. I didn't know how to cook in them. Besides, I even hate it. Amen. Do you understand? So they mocked me and said, go punish you in this job. Ah, that thing you refuse to let. You will pay with your nose. <laughs> Praise God. Guess what? When I arrived for primary assignment, one young lady prepared rice, stew, and beef and welcomed me with it with one bottle of coke. That lady cooked for me till I finished service. The God not go ahead and wait for me. Some of you, your children are not with you. Your behavior is what's opening door for them. I went to Calabar to see a man. The man came out with his entourage to wait for me. He's a national man of God. Why was he doing that? My mother's sacrifice was speaking. 
May my own also speak. Are you understanding me? May you not be a hindrance to your children. When he dragged me inside, he went and bought new plates, new tray, jug, cup, everything, brand new. In front of me, they opened it. And now finished cooking in a new pot and put it in the tray. When the woman was bringing it, went and collected it to bring it to me. I said, these people want to kill me. There's a set up in the streets. This man wants to kill me. You know prophets can kill. You're not aware. If you have understanding, you won't jump everywhere. Am I talking to you? When he brought it, I stood up. I said, it's not me you are coming for. I don't have pass. I can't die. The man said, no, listen. That's what I want to tell you. Sacrifice six. He said, the day I left to come, an angel met him and said, there is a man coming. Prepare for him. You see that lady that cooked for me when I was in NYC? I decided to go and see the mother of such a wonderful woman. I know it was God that compared her. She's not born again. In fact, she even wanted to marry me. <laughs> Praise God. So I went to go and greet the woman. So I bought granola in 20 liters from Medugri. Not this thing they sell here. The real. I know women used to like. Women are my top. Sorry. So I bought 20 liters just to thank the mother. I decided to go to their house from there, go home. Do you know that before I arrived, an angel met both the wife and the husband and said to them, there is a man coming. Sacrifice six. Do you have understanding? That's how the king, see, I felt Jesus preached my message today. That's how the kingdom works. That's why you can say, Lord, bring, he brings. When he doesn't bring, when the day of deposit came, you were wanting. Do you have understand? Yes. Then the last thing he said that praise the Lord. Amen. And that's the one I need you to understand. Do everything that has a blessing attached to it. You don't know when you're going to need it. Somebody slap you, turn the other cheek and go home. Get the blessing. It is usually stored up for the day you need it because God knows that one day you will cry for your son that you want him to go abroad and you are not qualified. There will be a remembrance of all the blessings. And God will say, no, this one has divine approval. Even though they don't deserve it, I make up for them. That's how God's financial system works. That's how God's abundance system works. When you come to the end of the week, when you need help, help will show up. But when they come to you and you are making excuses, when your own tongue comes, they will make excuses. When Pastor Ken was talking to us on Friday, he said something. He said, listen, forget shouting, forget the measure you bring to people is the measure eventually you will receive. Somebody said, let me not go there, I'm about to find trouble. But the origin of it all, praise the Lord, of receiving, say receiving. The word receiving means that there was a time when there was sowing. It is a law. The law of receiving states that there was a time when there was what? Sowing. You can't come to ask for what you did not plant. We will pray, yes. We will fast, yes. We will call upon God, yes. To increase our financial base. But as long as you prioritize your house more than the house of God, the Bible says your basket will keep leaking. 
Haggai chapter 2. Your basket will do what? Keep leaking. When you go to gather your harvest, you will have the same amount as what you planted. It is not enough to just shout. Make up your mind to change. Are you understanding me? Change doesn't require 10 hours of prayer. I'm not going to do that. Change requires a decision. Are you here? And I guarantee you, by the next time we meet in a program, your story will be different. We will soon pray, but before we pray, I need you to record in your mind where you are now. Something is about to change. But you will not know there is a change if you don't understand where you are. Are we together? Record in your heart, where am I? What is my value? in the kingdom? What is the level of my communication in the kingdom? What is the level of my use to God? Record it. Because after we finish praying, you will become greater. You have understanding. Praise the Lord. Finally, I said the origin of everything is desire. Learn to be clear what you are asking for. Learn to be what? Clear. You cannot say, Lord, bless me. It's a general prayer. Give me a car. Is a, did you notice how I said what I said? I want God to give to my pastor for pastoring me, for being amazing. I told God, I said, You must give it to him. I don't care how. I'm not interested in who you will use, but you must do it. Now, remember that everything you're asking for requires a period of pregnancy. That's why I said, My eyes will see it. So I'm not changing my confession. That's why the Bible says, Hold on to your. Amen. Should I quote the scripture and go there? The Bible says, hold on to your confession because you must not allow your confession to change. Black jiwa, 22 inch wheel, green colored interior, and it must be full option. The man deserves a full option. You know, you see that can make him cheer. Do you have understanding? Sometimes when he comes home, he won't want to go and see Madame. He will sit down for 20 minutes so that his brain can condense. The man needs help. And God will help him. Do you have understanding? So, but you must be clear in what you are desiring. It is not enough to say, Lord, give us food. That, in fact, that's a waste of prayer. The Bible clearly said, do not. So forget the part that I said. Do your, depos- do your deposit in the day of receiving to come. But pray for more important things. That's why the Bible says, as of yet, you have not... You have not asked. Learn to ask for important things. Did you hear that young lady? Forget my story. Did you hear that young lady? Was she asking for what any of you can give her? Praise God. Finally, remember, there is a system. Are we together? And part of the system means you must know your pattern with God. Let me give you an example or two. There's a brother they told me about here in Kaduna. Let me use that one first. And the man of God sharing the story with me told me that the young man did not know that the secret of his sustenance was given to men of God. Are you listening? And um, whether it was family, mother, or whoever, pressed him that he was foolish. See, if you have ever said that thing to anybody, you are a sinner. And God has not forgiven you until you confess how can you meet somebody who is following his pattern with God and you stop him from enjoying what God is doing in his life? See, any day that man cries in pain, you are the cause, you are the serpent. Praise God. 
And the brother decided he didn't want to be foolish anymore. Today he can't find himself. My own cousin, are you hearing me? Anytime I go there, because it's not today I became itinerant. I've been working all my life. So anytime I go there, he will not let me leave unless I eat or he puts something in my hand. Are you getting me? And I'm not the only one. He was doing that from one shop, he became two shops to three shops. Money is not what you count in your hand. Money is a spirit that obeys men that behave like gods. Did you get it? One day he met a girl. Funny enough, I saw that girl in uh, GTB Bank the other day. And my cousin is there. May God not send people that will cause you to be stupid. Amen. The girl told him, you are a foolish man. You are not wasting your money. And he was in love. The worst thing that can happen to any man is to be in Whether with the right person or wrong person. Marriages are not conducted based on love. You, you don't even know what love is. Amen. So he was in everything the girl said was sacrosanct. I was preaching, he wasn't hearing me anymore. You know, you are talking to somebody and you know the person's brain is not with you. I said it's okay. That water you want to drink, you will drink it well. I walked away. Five months he didn't see me. Five months, three shops became one shop with death. Don't let, don't let Satan use anybody to hinder you. Are you hearing me? One day, the girl Kukuman left him. Got the money. That's how I came back into the picture. I'm telling you a story. They came, the brother came to call me. I don't know what's happening to my brother. I said, what do you mean? He said, he hasn't slept for three days. And he's talking rubbish. I said, I'm coming. I went to wear my clothes. I went there. I said, no, no. He looked at me. I said, are you normal? He said, I'm normal. I said, you're not normal. Kulu is worried. Wake up. I dragged him out. I said, let's go for a walk. I said, what happened? I don't really have to. But I wanted him to tell me. He said, they cry. I said, are you crying to me? Watch yourself. I'm not a nice person. On this road, I'll slap you for trying to get Now, what happened? He arranged himself. Started telling me the girl left him. I said, when I came to tell you to leave the girl, <laughs> you told me I was an enemy of progress. Alpha. <laughs> Praise God. No, it's not about the girl. Listen, she came to destroy him by separating him from the kingdom father he was holding. Praise the Lord. And I told him, I said, listen. I'm going to pray for you. God will restore you. But if you ever, ever try it again, even God will know that if any other person pray, it will not change. Are you hearing me? I heard his hand. I prayed with him. I told God to heal his heart. Because a man whose heart is not, women don't understand. They're looking at me like sorry. A man whose heart is not healed is not normal. Abi? Yes, told God to heal his heart. Bro, God healed his heart. He gathered himself, went back to the church, gathered himself. This one is not that I came. Every week you gather something and send to me. Say, it's all right. This is your benefit to me. <laughs> Amen. Suddenly one shop became two shops. By the end of that year, four months later, one shop became 
two shops. He started increasing. Praise the Lord. I saw that girl the other day. We got a deep She saw me and ran. Brother Andy! That was my name before. I said, Gladys. <laughs> but you know, she was not the serpent. The serpent used her because he was in love with her. Satan will always use those you listen to. May those you listen to not come under evil influence. So we talked generally, and then she told me she was married now with three children. I said, and my brother died. See if I curse you, then it will start. But I'm not a cursor because the spirit that is in me is not of that one. Do you have understanding? Because they will cause you to fail, and they will move. Did I talk to you? Did anybody have understanding? Listen to me. God is not your meat. It's not your meat. As long as you are alive on earth, he will be chiseling you. John 15 verse 2. He said he will purge you so that you will do what? Bear more fruit. I want to help somebody in this church understand something. You think you are glorifying God because you tie... What's that thing you people tie there? This one, what's it called? Wrap around. You are not glorifying God. If you are not a solution provider, God is a waste on you. Praise the Lord. We must repent. But everything I said is not for those who are not born again. If you are not born again and you don't want to receive Christ, better go and join them, do what they are doing. Buy souls that you will use to increase. Otherwise, nothing for you. Do you know the worst kind of poor person? The one that refuses Christ. Which other hope do you have? You don't even have liver to go and catch a soul and use. Somebody thinks I'm proper. I'm not. I'm trying to tell you the options that are available. Listen to me. The Bible clearly says you can't serve two masters at once. It's not a begging competition. It's not as long as I'm in church. Mm -mm. Make a choice. God respects what? Choice. Jabez stood up and said, I will not end up like my brothers. When you make a choice, heaven comes for you. But until you make that choice and you are comfortable with, I went to church today. Ah, I went to the altar. I so cried. I so prayed. I, okay, let me finish. But that one too is a problem. Give your life to Christ. You will only enjoy what I described. This system of God that works when your soul belongs to Him. The Bible says in John 15, 1, He is the branch. You are the branches. Them that reject him shall be cut away from the vine. Do you have understanding? Let's pray. Stand up. Before we get into our prayers, if you are here and you know your work with God is not right, you know the message you were hearing was an indiction on you. It, it reached you that you have been wrong. It is time to recover yourself. Are we together? Can everybody please stand up? I'm not asking anybody to come out. I'm asking all of you to stand up. Whether you're a man or a woman, and the things I shared this evening, you found yourself wrong on one point or the other. Why not recover yourself? He simply said, those who refuse my vine, I will remove them. Come and reattach yourself. If you have never received Christ, meet me immediately close. 
But I want to talk to you. Pray now. Tell God. Reattach me. No, it's not about uh, writing my name. Mm -mm. Learn that you must operate. You can't operate by any other way. You must operate by the system of God. Reattach yourself this evening. You know where you went wrong. You know who you listened to. You know the day your house became more important than the house of God. You know it. This is not the one where they come and shout at people. You are not giving. Eh, eh. You don't want to know problem. You will not see the harvest. But reattach yourself. Tell God I'm committed again. The greatest commandment in the Bible is that shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Which part of your heart is disconnected? Bring it back. Which part of your heart can God not demand anything from you? As long as my time is not needed when I'm doing this, I'm okay. And to give God your time has become an issue. It doesn't matter whether I go to church on Tuesday and Thursday, as long as I'm there on Sunday, God understands. You are prioritizing. Time in my shop, you are prioritizing. You are making that shop more important than God. And I'm talking and you're all looking at me. Tell the Lord I need to reattach myself. Listen to me, something must change. Something must change. When you hear pastors tell you that an angel is taking record, an angel is taking record, and that is why and when you disqualify yourself from the reach of God. If you don't give God time, God will not give you time. Just imagine that you went to prayer, and you spent four or five hours, and when you are leaving, you are aware that nobody was there with you. I'm not talking fallacy, I'm telling you the truth. And this is how men walk out of God's abundance. God's abundance is activated by faith. It takes faith to live. The pastor was sharing about a brother on the street, and he told me, he said, that brother, everybody knows that on the days of fellowship, four o'clock, the shop is closed. And he's one of the busiest provision store in that area. And I said, why would God have time for him? Whether he's in the wrong or right assembly, God values commitment. Your money can never enter the work of God until you have satisfied your house. And you wonder why your children will follow you to swallow the money. And you wonder why you're not coming out. You are not in God's system. There is health. You can command health from the system of God's abundance. But you must understand that in the day of deposit, you must deposit. If you found yourself failing while I was talking, minister to God, tell him to reattach. If you are not born again, cry unto God and say, Lord, I want to know you. I understand the things I'm missing. I know I'm not part of this system because I've not received you. Listen, tell the Lord, reveal yourself to me. I need to re-enter. I need to receive you. I can't go life this way. I can't follow life this way. I need to enter this kingdom. I need to be a part of it. There is nobody that you ever attempt to be arrogant in the presence of God. Don't assume you know what you are doing. If you knew what you were doing, you would not be telling the stories you are telling. If you are not born again, tell the Lord, I want to know you. Reveal yourself to me. Don't allow this opportunity to pass you by. This is why the program was organized. This is why the program was organized. This is the reason. To bring you back, to reattach you to the vine. That is the major supply of God's system. The supply is from the mind of God itself. 
Our riches is inside the soul of God. If you are not attached, you cannot enjoy it. You know where you walked out. And you are covering it up with prayer and fighting Satan. It's not working. You know where you walked out. You know when money was used to test you and you failed. You know. Many people claim hardness of heart, but they know that they were not hard on heart. They had God and refused to deposit. It's not even that the pastor asked for it. They had God and they refused to deposit. Tell the Lord, reattach me. I have done what removed me from the vine. Please reattach me. I am here now. Reattach me. Reattach me. Bring me back into it. I am ready for your abundance. Your abundance manifests through me is what will make men glorify you. Say, Lord, I am ready for your abundance. I am ready for your abundance. I am ready for your abundance. Your abundance is what will cause men to glorify your name in my life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Now I want to tell you something. Look at me. There was a young man I know, before he gave his life to Christ, very shy. I observed him in secondary school, give his life to Christ. Um, not that I was that old anyway. We were nearly eight weeks. Are you hearing me? And then, when he gave his life to Christ, God gathered him together. You understand? Today, God will gather your soul together. Especially the men. Anywhere your soul is bringing harvest to the wrong person. The book of John chapter 14, the Bible says, I have called you and ordained you so that your harvest will remain. Your fruit will do what? It will remain. It will not go to anybody else after today. So when God gathered this young man back, listen to me. Before he even went to university, he's the first person in front of me that started working with Microsoft in Nigeria. God gave him mental excellence to the point he went for training in the U.S. a total of 36 months without entering the university. God can give it to you. Did I talk to somebody? God can give it to you. And the same way they found him, they will find it. Some people who are old are saying, Lord, give it to my children. I'm talking to you. <laughs> ah, praise God. Hallelujah. Do you know what used to amaze me? You are checking your age. How old is God? As far as God is concerned, it's not a small picking. You never ever reach one day. And I'm talking, you're praying for your children. I'm talking about you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Everywhere my 